I'll say on the sex scene, like it is a it is a, like a grotesque sex scene. It's like your classic like super slow motion like like but well, it's not actually in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I, is this a guy that's like, hey, I last super long? And I'm like, that's yeah, it's because you do that. It's because like, you're averaging like three thrusts a minute, my guy. <laughs> Brunch, hit it, boys. Very important question that I honestly think could take us the whole damn cast. Oh, okay. This is good. You already do an hour 20 on this one question. Just say a tight 120. Yeah, a tight 120. That's, if, not, that's not how that works. That would be two hours. Tight 120. Well, it could be an hour. I took that to mean an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, that's, Who said that's, 120 you, first here? You said an hour and 20 minutes. I said 120. But like when you say a tight, when you say like a tight 40, that's a tight 40 minutes. Yeah. All right. But if you do 120, how about this? If you say a tight 120, it means whatever the smaller number it could be. So okay. it could be either an hour and 20 minutes, okay. uh, 120 minutes, or the shortest one, uh, two minutes, 120 okay. seconds. Okay. So we're going to do a t- tight two minutes here. You're on the clock. And that's the whole podcast. That's the whole podcast. Including... Short episode this week, folks. Diane Coffee music, and stuff. Ooh, we've already burned a minute, so now you've got a tight 60. Now go. Okay. Have you ever heard the term, or do you know what this term means? Crispy boy. No. I thought you wouldn't. I hadn't either. I, if I had to guess, I would say that it's somebody who gets sunburned. Oh, sometimes... Yeah. A white like you, I bet you're a uh, crispy boy. <laughs> I don't like the way that you said that, but yeah. yes, I do. I am a crispy boy. You become a crispy boy. All right, now, let me tell you who doesn't like this conversation so far, because they're saying you're using the term crispy boy wrong. Uh, I guess like all pe- like beer drinkers, because a crispy boy is a, a, a beer that would be in the crisper. So of a refrigerator. So you know the bottom shelf thing? So that's going to be your like Pilsners. That's going to be like your Bud Lights, your Miller Lights. Essentially, your just like whatever, easy drinking. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming, I don't know what the rules are on this, but like probably like 12-ounce cans of... It's like, uh, some uh, like Narragansett beer. is like a, a crispy boy. I like that. I had never heard that term before. Never. I saw somebody on Instagram was making... They were like, hey, here's my go-to drink. Uh, I've been getting smoked with those targeted uh, videos, by the way. The algorithm thinks right now I'm interested in cooking and cocktail making, which it just means that I spent 10 seconds too long watching a video one time, and now I'm just getting I mean, crushed. it's not a bad algorithm. I watch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. It's I not w- a bad one to get stuck with. They're, oh my god! My so, algorithm somehow is just like all these young teens doing absurd challenges. Oh, have you seen those? No. Where it's like, it's like just mayhem like, in the commercial. No, it's not even like it's not. It, I put like the word challenges in quotation marks. It's like a teen li- listening to a video that's like, "Hey, if you play this song backwards, Eminem says the real Slim Shady," and it's like they just play like ten seconds of the actual song and then they make some like fucked up face and that's the end of the video that's all my feed is now it's horrible i had a really weird one 
that the, like my algorithm was I was watching a movie with a friend and we were discussing the movie after and I said that I really liked such and such as fashion sense in the movie. I said, I really like when people wear this article of clothing. And I just, I said this to a person. Mm-hmm. And my algorithm forever was like, you want this shirt? Hey, fetish boy. <laughs> no, I was talking about, I was like, I, I, I won't even say it. I'm afraid to say it. And, and this is like a, a common article of clothing and like definitely was not said in like a, fo- a fetish way, but just like the way that I've said like, oh, Julianne Moore crushes dresses. Yeah. I was just like, oh my God, so-and-so wears this so well. In fact, I think I really like that article. I think that's like an underrated article of clothing. I hope more people wear it. And the algorithm was like, we got all we need, perf. <laughs> And was just smoking me. So I was sending my friend like screen grabs of like, I am getting just you're on a swamped list. with all this. Like, could you please give me back my guitar guy videos? That's all I fucking want. And it was like, nope, for a year, you're getting this weird. And again, again like this was treating me like I fetishize this thing, which actually I was going to say, I'm saying fetish in like a... Uh, a demeaning way. Yeah, it's a little I derogatory. Be- yeah, I, b- I believe I got to put more thought into this. Like, Don't not all shame. fetishes are like unhealthy. No. I actually, I've, I've said this before. I know people who have a uh, foot interest and they could not be more healthy about it. Okay. They're not like, go- they're, not, they're not the internet foot people. Exactly. Okay. Uh, like, they're like, hey, I think like my wife has like the most beautiful feet in the world. It's like one of my favorite things about her. I'm like, Good for you. That, Good for okay. your wife. Happy that's, for you guys. Yeah. Don't go around asking strangers on the internet if, they can, if you can see their feet. Yeah. That's the only problem that I have with foot fetish people is that you know that a lot of them are foot fetish people. Yeah. Because they just, they blast it out there. They do. They really do. It's very unfortunate. Uh, yeah. But I knew we'd get a lot a, of time We're not on. a king shaming podcast. No. Are you a furry though? Um, no. Okay. But I... I there's a strong interest in furry culture, though. I, like, I people who like aren't furries really like watching stuff involving furries. Do they? Yeah. Well, there's a thing. Uh, somebody was telling me, shit. There's a very popular thing right now involving furries, and I forget what it is. Damn. Somebody who is tell. I, is it like a convention for furries? No, I know those exist, though. Yeah, that, I, mean, that must be a sight to behold. Yeah, shoot, what was it? There was a. I respect furry culture because you have to commit. Like people, yeah. like really get into that world. To clarify, the uh, to come full circle, the article of clothing I was talking about uh, with my friend was uh, like big furry costumes of animals. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? It's like we got them. <laughs> but now, dude, where are we? I was going to say, even if we're in airplane mode, we're still fucked. We got yeah. enough devices listening right now. Yeah, we're like we're in front crushed. of like a whole lot of shit. Just a bunch of furry boys drinking crispy boys. Uh, but I love the term crispy boy. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. The other Yesterday I tweeted uh, crispy boy summer. Like, I did see that. And I, I just assumed that like you were just about to get sunburned. No. I, I mean, tell you what. I was uh, down south in Florida over the weekend... And I'm so I'm I'm really good about sunscreen these days. I'm I'm yeah. I'm I mean I I use uh what is it called? I use glow screen. Glow screen. If you have glow screen, what the hell is you that? want to use it's like having a cough and having Luden's cough drops. Okay. 
You're like ex- you're very you're happy like, to tend like, to please the cough. cough in my mouth. I would like to develop a cough. Give me some of them, yeah. Cherry Johns. You know that uh, I've, I think I've said this before. Do you know that uh, cough drops uh, and cough drops are not a necessity? You can instead use any hard candy, and it will get the same effect. Really? The only goal of cough drops is, and I know that some kind of juice their stuff with like menthol or something like that, but the only the most important intended effect of cough drops is to make you salivate. So when people at the beginning of uh, quarantine were going crazy, can't find cough drops, go oh, cough drops. I was loading up on lifesavers, and here's the thing: I didn't get COVID, so I was just smoking weed and crushing <laughs> lifesavers. Not a bad life to live. It was a also, great time, like pounding crispy boys. That's right. Uh, did so do like cough drops like intentionally make their stuff shittier so that people feel like they're taking medicine? Because Perhaps they taste like medicine. I know you mentioned like the right. menthol, but like the only ones that really—if it doesn't matter—then why don't you just make them taste as good as possible? I think there's other examples of this, but my brain just isn't working as well. But where you just change something enough so you can say it's its own thing, yeah. because cough drops are, for all intents and purposes, hard candies. There, it's, it's a bunch of hardened sugar, and yeah. it makes you salivate. Yeah, but like from a business standpoint, that seems very stupid. Because you could just, like, if it has the same effect, you could just sell candy. And say, and they're great tasting cough drops or right. something. Or just, like, just make fucking candy because then people will buy them all the time and not just when they're sick. Like, the cough drop... Uh, yeah, but here's what you're thinking, though. You're getting into, like, the... Do you want to get paid like a tight end or like a receiver type of thing? The it's easier to be the to best be, tight end it's easier, than easier to, to be the cough drop market. Yeah, although I mean, tight ends don't get paid nearly as much as receivers. But you like know what I'm saying? Like low, it's easy. But even like a low end receiver probably makes more money than most tight ends, even the good ones. Right. But if you want to be the go the best tight end, and everybody's like go to when they think of tight ends, it's a safer play, I think. It's a safer play. Like if I'm getting into, I would say right now, a startup cough drop company. I was going to say like four dudes because it seems like all these startups that exist now are like, hey, you know this thing that already exists? Uh, well, we've made them. And uh, and you're like, oh, we've made like the perfect kind of stuff. And they're like, no, we're just also making T-shirts. But these ones, guys are always looking for T-shirts. We've made T-shirts. The t-shirt, like it's, Instagram ads are crazy. Yeah. It's like. Have you have you heard of t-shirts? Now here's a t-shirt that fits. Yeah. And it's like I've never like I've been alive for 30 years and I've never been like can't find a single t-shirt that fits. I've still never done the move because my body changes too much, but I've I'd still love it must be so luxurious to do the Jennifer Aniston move and uh, get your t-shirts tailored. That is, I mean, that's outrageous. That's, that's a rich the, person move. That's like the craziest rich person yeah. move I've ever heard. That's in my like life. you have money to. I know it's not like a ton to like tailor anything, but like you have money to tailor your t-shirts, yeah. and then you have money to tailor your body to ta- to fit your tailored t-shirts all the time. What I don't get, why wouldn't she just have? Why wouldn't she just get like bespoke t-shirts? I don't know. Why wouldn't she have someone come, pull the measurements, give some potential try-ons? Hey. Jen, take these for a spin. See if you like this fit, if you like this cut, and then we'll make them. Like, she could have her own Indochino yeah. that 
just makes t-shirts for and Jennifer she, Aniston. And she would make so much money because people would be like, I want those shirts. And then none of them would fit other right, people they, they they're fit, just tailored to Jen, but, Jennifer Yeah, they, they're, they're like authentic yeah. uh, Jennifer Aniston. I mean, people would still buy those because you could market it as like, hey, do you want to try on Jennifer Aniston's clothes? This is what it's like yeah. to wear. And then, it, not king shaming, if there's any like furry equivalent <laughs> of that. It's like, hey... What are all those people? Hey, how come all those people wearing white T-shirts that are just like way too small for them? Why are they all walking down the street? Oh, there, there's a Jennifer Aniston convention in town. Jennifer Aniston's here? No, it's a bunch of people who like to <laughs> wear the same clothes. size clothes as Jennifer Aniston. They look terrible. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, that was a good crispy boy conversation. Yeah. But uh, I'll be saying crispy boy a lot this summer. Good to know. Um, I pitched to a brewery. I was like... Yo, if you just made like a Pilsner and called it Chrissy Boy Summer, people would love that. And they were like, every brewery has done that in the world. Chrissy Boy Summer is apparently like naming your trivia team. My coach pulls out, but I don't. <laughs> really? Yeah. I have never, I don't think I've ever seen, I haven't been looking for it, but I don't think I've ever seen a beer Crispy Boy Summer. But you've heard that, you've heard that trivia team name. I sure have. Man, oh man. My go-to trivia team name in college my coach pulls out, but I can't think of an original trivia team name. <laughs> Pretty good. You'd always, every now and then, you'd run a, you'd run into a group though that was named "My Coach Pulls Out," but I don't. And so the the scoreboard gets really confusing. Mainly, they'd be really annoyed with you. But I mean, that's funny. I yeah. Mean, if you can literally predict what they're going to name their team, yeah, you win that battle. Exactly. Okay, so crispy boys are happening. Um, <laughs> I just got a funny text from Brett that uh business related that i won't read but maybe it can work its way into the, the show going forward did you see the you see the rundown last night uh no oh man there's a big rundown in the in the nationals and the nationals and um braves game okay there's a big big old pickle first to second and they're real caught in a rundown but then a great trick in baseball. If there's a guy on third, you wait till there's any sort of rundown and you say, You book it for well, home. They've forgotten about Jay over here. You book it for home. So, second baseman says, Fuck this. I'm going home. There's a rundown between them. And it, it's like lasts a very long time. Really? We're talking Gilbert Gottfried on Hollywood Squares, if you've seen that. R.I.P. I'm glad that uh, video at least resurfaced. But um, there's a long rundown. But then the catcher, uh, and, and then the, the guy gets the second, and he's going for third, really hoping, like, all right, this guy better get guy, home. That's, that's, a, that's a lot of confidence in your teammate. Very, yes, very dangerous game. And if it doesn't work out, you yeah. know whose fault everybody knows it is? A thousand percent yours. Yes. Uh, that's, so, a, that's essentially the trust fall of baseball. Yeah. But it's all, no, it's, it's more like, I would say it's more of like Song Wu pushing the guy in front of him on the tiles. Because it's like, hey, I'm getting to third, okay? You go true. wherever you fight. Like you that's have to tr- fucking go. That's true. Yeah, that's true. You guys ever see Squid Game? <laughs> it's outrageous. Spoiler alert: Sangwoo pushes that guy, and then Gion's like, "And if it were me, would you have pushed me?" And Sangwoo's like, "God, Gion, you know what your fucking problem is." And Gion's like, "I can't wait to hear this." Mr. I don't have problems. You went to fucking uh, where did he go? I don't know. Uh, S. Uh, not like 
SNU. He's like, you went to SNU and you're here. So I'd love to hear how <laughs> I'm fucking up, Songwoo. Anyway, so you think the guy going, uh, the guy between third and home is going to be out, but the catcher fucks it up. Broke one of the written rules of baseball. You got to catch the ball. Nope. No, this is a written rule. You're allowed to drop the ball. Then yeah, everyone's gonna everyone's gonna make fun of you. Uh, did he interfere with the runner? He interfered with the runner. Mm. He got in the way, and that is that's like a top written rule of baseball for me. What you can't interfere with the runner? Don't, Don't get get, in the, out of the get out of his way. Yeah, get out of his way. Ty, that's why they say tie goes to the runner. I'm not but, sure that's why they say that is. But. They say, hey, if you both want to stand somewhere. <laughs> We're going with the runner. Get out of his way, please. Okay. Please get out of his way. Sounds like a fun one. Would you let the gentleman go? It was a nice, lengthy run. It was a juicy run. So it ended with the the, uh, runner scored scored and a guy in third? Yeah. Wow. That is a productive rundown. I mean, it took so long that they if they didn't get something out of it... (laughs) There would have been some like new like rundown clocks. Long- Ooh, a rundown clock would be awesome. The longer a rundown lasts, though, the more chance it ends up in the running team's favor. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, what if they did like a rundown clock, and when it gets to zero, if it's either like if you have the ball, then the runner scores, or if you're not uh, closer to the base you want to go to, then. You're out, and the inning's over, and you're out of the game, and you're banned, like, 60 games. Something like that. They should have it so, like, they put, like, a device in the back pocket of your pants or, like, in the belt of your pants. And then if you get in a rundown, you got, like, 10 seconds, or your pants just drop. Oh, I was going to say, it uh, it disperses some, like, brown ink. Make it look like you pooped your pants. <laughs> That's a good idea too. I do like the idea of a rest bunch, of the game. I but I do like the idea of a running clock and like three people in a rundown involved in a rundown all have their pants <laughs> dropped to their ankles after ten seconds and then they have to figure it out from there. Yeah, they got to hit the next shot with their uh, pants down or whatever. What about if they? Uh, what about if we combine the ideas? Mm. Uh, the pants drop after ten seconds and then a brown ink disperses inside their uh, like their sliding shorts, so it yeah. looks like they pooped their underpants. That's not bad. <laughs> We're fixing baseball. There we go. Um, I so I went to Florida this weekend, and did you wear jeans? I did. Oh, very cool. Because uh, I've got some jean suggestions for you. Yeah? yeah, give them to me. Mugsies are the most comfortable men's jeans on the planet. Built with a pr- proprietary stretch denim and antioxidant th- vitamin C. That's right. These jeans look stylish. But feel like you're wearing sweatpants. They're the most damn comfortable jeans around. Whoa. In fact, one Muggsy customer said, I used to hate jeans. Now I don't. That is deep. Uh, these jeans are literally changing people's lives. The stretch jeans for men, where uh, the Muggsy was the first to do stretch jeans for men. And uh, the fit gives you more room for the boys. You know what we're talking about. Oh, yeah. The old Frank and Beans. Uh, more room for the boys. Uh, no hugging. No no uh, real, like, interference. And uh, they're never too baggy, never too skinny, always just right. You're not going to look like somebody who's wearing uh, jeans that are, that are really choking, choking away at the, uh, the family jewels. Whoa. Keep those babies breathing. 
Look great, feel great, be your best self-rocking rocking Muggsy jeans because you feel comfortable and confident to take on whatever the day has in store for you. We're talking jeans that move with you, not against you. So do your legs a favor and head on over to Muggsy.com to pick up a pair of the most comfortable jeans we've ever worn. That's Muggsy.com for 10% off your entire order using promo code BRUNCH. Free your balls once and for all with the most comfortable jeans on the planet at Muggsy.com using promo code BRUNCH for 10% off your entire order. Whoa. Awesome. Awesome. Sweet. Um I so on the flight to Florida, I got I had probably like the the biggest scare I've ever had on an airplane, which was there was like a lot of turbulence, which is fine. I actually don't hate turbulence because it it's like it's a knock on wood take. No, no, like knock on wood, like it's gonna work out. Just like statistically, sometimes it doesn't. We've I know, talked about this before. What goes up must come down. Yeah, but like I don't know. Sometimes it's fun when you're on an airplane to hit like a little like whoo. And like the the thing about turbulence is like you actually feel like you're in an airplane. Like you feel like you're like it it's feels nice, like you're going fast. It's it's a nice reminder that like hey you're flying in a tin can in the sky. Yeah, and the the, the big reminder for me is like I always say like the reason the the greatest indication that we're not supposed to be flying is landing. Like they haven't fa- like when you land in an airplane, it is fucking insane. You crash down. You yeah. it's like boom, the and whole you're like, thing. Oh shit, we're going three hundred miles. Yeah, an hour. like <laughs> n- we were never supposed to be doing any yeah. of that. But um, we hit some turbulence, and it was like lasting a little bit. And the pilot says, "Like, hey, everybody, a uh, little bumpy road here. Just uh, get back in your seats, will you, or whatever." And you're like, all right, cool. Then like three minutes later, we hit some more. Mm. And he gets on there and says, doesn't say, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen. He just says, it is imperative that everybody be in their seats for the remainder of the flight. That's he, no good. He said imperative, but he said it like, he's like, it is imperative that every- so That I was is like, no good. I, remainder of the flight doesn't sir. sound like much longer right, right now. Yeah. Sir, resign, sir. Yeah. Uh, but I was scared. I took his word for it. I was like, shit, like this yeah. is in play. It was really, really scary. Wow. Holy fuck. But I want to say to him after, like, hey, even if you know that we're going down, please don't say cooler. imperative. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing, dude? Yeah. Holy shit. I never thought about that. Like how how uh, how tough it must be as like a pilot whose life is also in danger when like they think that they could be going. Down oh, shit. To, like, right. Yeah. To like make everybody else feel calm mm. like that's got to be a real tough situation yeah that's fair i guess i i guess i wasn't thinking about him but he wasn't thinking about us right it's a real it's a real give and take there yeah what kind of i mean you're a pilot you're you're also the captain though so you're like like lead us yeah right lead it's us. his job to keep you calm not your job to keep him calm i want to be like hey anybody else want to wear the sea on this one <laughs> Because he's, we got Don McNabb puking in the huddle right now. We, the C is out. We got a couple A's on the plane. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, was... Speaking of planes, yeah. we watched Top Gun yeah. last week. We meant to do it uh, for a Friday bonus episode. What did we end up doing for the Friday? Oh, we ended up doing uh, every, Everything Everywhere all the time? Nope. <laughs> everything Everywhere all the time. We did uh, some more baseball talk. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Had to get that in there. Uh, that's right. Uh yeah, subscribe to the Patreon because our baseball episode last week was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it was uh, quite crispy. Patreon.com slash listen to brunch. 
But yeah, we watched Top Gun and first time for both of us? Maybe? Yeah. No, no, no. Not my first time. Okay. I'd seen before, but uh, didn't care. And I'll say, um, I say this nicely and not to like kill the segment. I feel the way about Top Gun. This confirmed it for me. I feel the way about Top Gun the way that I always did like growing up with like wrestling. I am so glad for all the people specifically as a fella. I know that like a lot of dudes love it and I'm so happy it exists for them. And I'm glad that like even for like toxic dudes and shit like that, there is like a super gay thing that like they <laughs> Top Gun is the absolutely movie ever. love. And I, that's why I'm like, how do I not yeah, love I Top don't Gun? That. It's like everything but the sex. <laughs> yeah. They like throw in like a heterosexual sex scene to like be like, hey, by the way, we're not gay, but it's like we fucking know. No, it's like that, that's like super we're gay. right. Just like lo- lo- love each other. Yeah. Just fucking be you fellas. Um but I'll say on the sex scene, like it is a it is a, like a grotesque sex scene. It's like your classic like super slow motion like like but well, it's not actually in slow motion. Mm-hmm. And I'm like I, is this a guy that's like, "Hey, I last super long." And I'm like, "That's yeah, it's cuz you do that it's cuz you're averaging like three thrusts a minute, my guy. Wait, is, you are going way too slow. And like they don't even kiss; they just like lick each other. Yeah, a lot they're of just really like licking each other, like cats cleaning each other. That sex scene though did give me. I mean, I had so much to think about during that sex scene that uh, it did give me an outrageous thought that all sex scenes are like the beginning of sex. Like, that's what they show. They show, like, the silhouette of them in the night, and, like, they hold each other, and, like, they kiss, and then, like, he slowly, like, lays her down upon yeah, the bed. Yeah. And it's and, always, like, a perfect silhouette yeah, against, like, a, a very lot of blue silhouette, window. A lot of shadows, yeah, yeah. a lot of, like, the, the sun, the, the moon just, like, hitting everything just right. What if sex scenes were, like, just the only thing they showed was, like, just the end? <laughs> They just cut to it. It's like, ah! And then they move on to the next scene. Yeah, it's like, you're trouble. You're trouble. Ah! (laughs) That's... And then just a brief toweling off. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I like that idea. It's like finishing talk. Or it's like three minutes of like struggling to get a pair of jeans off. Yeah. Because they're not wearing Muggsy jeans. They're clearly not comfortable. They're too tight. You can't get them off. They get really like stuck around the ankles. Yeah. And then it's just the, uh, and then you move it on. My other thing, also on the subject of sex and Top Gun, is that uh, Maverick has the biggest Vineyard Knights 305 energy in the world. A <laughs> lot of like, ve- like, like him in what, what's what's her name? Uh, the instructor. I yeah, don't know. there's like a lot of like they're like on dates or they're like hanging out, and there's like an opportunity where like they're about to kiss. They oh, should yeah. kiss, and he's always like, "Gotta go." All right, bye. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, there's a song about that. It is very funny because uh, he tries so hard to have sex all the time. And I don't think he is trying hard. Come on. Did you see the the bar scene? He, like, follows her into the bathroom and he's like, let's have sex on this counter right now. Uh, okay, yeah. His, that, pursu- but I'm sa- I'm saying his once- pursuits of sex are, like, vaguely, vaguely threatening the entire time. Not the entire time. Once they begin, when he goes over once to there's a her rapport. Pl- once they, when he goes over to her place and she's like lying down but and she's like, oh, this is going to be something. But that's what I'm saying. Then he's like, all right, I'm out. That's what I'm saying. He's like in hot pursuit of sex 
until sex is on the table. Yeah. And, then and then he's then like, he's, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah. Weird, uh, weird character. Again, I, I wish, I mean, maybe in this remake, I wish, like, if you if you got, like... It's not a remake. It's a sequel. It's a sequel? Yeah. Okay. That's why, by the way, that's why we watched Top Gun, because I am outrageously excited for Top Gun Maverick, despite never having seen the original Top Gun. And I'll tell you, like, it's one of the... Top Gun Maverick has one of the best trailers that I've ever seen, and I'm very excited about it. Had to watch Top Gun, and I will say... I fucking loved Top Gun. I don't. I really it. at all. I loved it. It, it was like the really rare, the like rare feeling of going into a movie knowing that like everybody loves this. Everybody's fucking annoying about it. And there's no way that it can live up to the hype. It lived up to the hype for me. That movie fucking rules. It's super corny, super cliche, super gay. And it's amazing. I don't think it is i just but, but again i it's a, a it's not for me it's like wrestling it hits all like the right beats for me okay uh i do love that they play like two songs the entire movie a lot it's, of logins it's there danger zone mm-hmm. and then it's uh take my breath take away. my breath away and that's it but like that's a lot all of they play take my breath away instrumental yes like you're not getting that he's pursuing there. sex yeah they just play take my breath away and then anytime they're like in action mode they play danger zone that's it, it. My big issue that I have with it is like it's not real. Kind of like wrestling. Like it's not real. Yeah. Why? Like, like, it's a, it's a, they're they're at camp. Yeah, okay. They're at practice. Yeah. There's no like threat of the bad guys getting them. The bad guy is There is when they go out on training missions like they're being like hunted. Not for real though. I don't really understand the whole like what are these guys like what are what's the objective of the the other people? Right, like they're not going to kill them. They yeah they kind of are like they're shooting they're shooting them down which I mean I I assume means that those people are trying to shoot them down. Well, let me see. Is I, there there's a lot a of like real threat. There's like a lot of intimidation in the beginning where like yeah just scaring them off yeah. But then they do engage, which means that they are legitimately fighting for their lives. Yeah, um, I'm looking this up and I'm seeing that. I could be I could be wrong, but again I do, I just didn't care as I was watching it. I uh, I knew that Goose died. Did yeah, you know same. that Goose died? Yeah. Which bummer. Goose was a very cool guy. The most interesting thing in Top Gun for me is uh, Meg Ryan just grabbing two scenes. Yeah, wow, looking great. That's that was like the height of Top Gun for me. Val Kilmer being like well cast, I guess. But other than that. I, and I'll tell you what I watched the I've seen the trailer for Top Gun Maverick a million times, and I'm like, I don't really care about that either. Damn. I'm going to see it, but it, it doesn't speak I to me. Not, I could not be more in. Uh, I'm also very excited that Miles Teller plays Goose's son. Yes, I did see. I mean, you see that in the trailer where he's like, "You didn't save my dad" or whatever. And it's like my oh, dad trusted you, and I won't make the same mistake. I, uh, having just seen Top Gun, I don't think that Maverick like killed Goose. No. No, they they like clear him of wrongdoing. Yeah, and Goo- Ma- Maverick's even saying he's like, "Hey, eject now! Do this! Do True. this!" Goose couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So, way to go, Goose! <laughs> now your kid's pissed at somebody for no reason. It's well, I mean, I liked Goose though. Goose was a great guy. I like Goose. I like uh, I like Val Kilmer's character. Yeah, all the characters are pretty likable. Yeah, yeah, not not a, like a single 
unlikable Honestly, character. Honestly, the beginning when they go into the bar and Maverick's like, even you could get laid in here. I'm like, okay, I'm out. I don't like this movie. <laughs> this is the, the, these guys are, are... Also, yeah, like Goose has like a wife and a kid at yeah. that point. So yeah. what's, what's that jab for? And a burgeoning piano playing career. True. Goose could... Man, Goose could have just gotten out of the game, played in like a piano bar or something, and still been alive. Meg yeah. Ryan would have left him, though. He, and Goose would have wanted to fly, man. Meg Ryan said it. He was like, he would have flown without you. He just would have hated it. Yeah. Fuck. I wish that Meg Ryan were in the sequel. Maybe she will be. She lives, I believe. She does. Is, um... I meant to look. Is Homegirl in the Actually, sequel? Actually, there's a, there's a good chance Meg Ryan might be in the sequel if her son is in the yeah. sequel. Let's see. Um... I know that Jennifer Conley is in the sequel, yes. which makes it the uh, second, I believe, Jennifer Conley Miles Teller vehicle. Correct. Yeah, yeah, and she uh, is she. Who does she play? Who's? I'm assuming that she's uh, Tom Cruise's wife. Um, I could be wrong, but she has like big wife energy in the trailer. He. Let's see. Well, what's Maverick's last name? Uh, Rick Maverick. Character name, name Top Gun. His name is Pete Maverick. Come on, give me a last name. Uh, Pete Maverick Mitchell. Okay. And Jennifer Conley plays Penny Benjamin. So, so maybe not. They or could be, but she could have kept her yeah. name. Uh, I do love Jennifer Conley playing like the tough, supportive wife. That's yeah, a, she crushed that in Only the Brave. I love Jennifer Conley playing anybody. Jennifer Conley rules. Is Val Val Kilmer is not in Top Gun Maverick? Is he? There's a picture of him on the on the wall in the trailer. That is true. Did see that uh, because Maverick gets uh, enlisted in, to come back to flight school at the request of Iceman. Right, 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 right. Val Kilmer is also in the new uh, Father John Misty album. Is Did he? You catch that reference? No. Yeah, on the song the. Uh, Next 20th century, he okay. sings about Val Kilmer, and he says, uh, it's clearly about the... Ni- he's saying something about the 90s. He says, you were Batman, and now you're, like, whatever. That's a... Uh, I've been digging deep into the lyrics on that album and finding that, although Misty isn't really making himself a main character in this one, uh, the lyrics are still very witty and funny and very Father John Misty. Yes, I, uh, I've, I'm kind of now approaching the album the way that you were approaching the album like two weeks ago, where I'm yeah. just listening to like the first four mm-hmm. songs. Your excuse was like that you were playing on like a web-based browser and you'd have to <laughs> yeah. restart every time. Mine is that I got the vinyl and I haven't listened to it not on vinyl. So, oh, whoa! I, you haven't. You haven't popped. Uh, I mean, I've done popped, Spotify. I've popped uh, like "Goodbye, Mr. Blue" a yeah. few times, which that song is awesome. It's so good. Um, but aside from that, I've kind of just been trying to get through it on the vinyl, and I listen to like the first four or five songs. Yeah, and then like it always happens when I listen to vinyl. Like I'll listen to like four or five songs, and then I'll be like doing something else, and I'll like kind of check out and forget to flip it over. Oh yeah. So uh, eventually, I'll listen to the whole thing. But what I've heard so far, I really really like yeah it's awesome i mean i love um i i haven't uh, taken out the vinyl yet but i'm assuming like the a side is probably like chloe mr blue kiss me i love you everything mm-hmm. better love yep. and then maybe buddy's rendezvous or something it switches off but like that that song comes uh, that album comes out of the gate so strong and 
Q4 has grown on me so much because I really like that song when it came out. But in the London, they did their like London album release show last week. And we should just play the sound clip because there's no way that you're going to do it. Yes. Justice. Yes. This one here is called Q4. Which may have heard. It's about two sisters. And one sister kind of cannibalizes her late sister's life for a piece of like airport auto fiction paperback. And then ends up getting kind of consensually exploited by a publishing company. And this happy little tune was um, inspired by these billboards in Hollywood that are everywhere for things that look just miserably unfunny that all say, quote-unquote, deeply funny. And I just couldn't get that deeply funny thing out of my head. And I, I don't know what the distinction is between funny and deeply funny, but I think anytime you see deeply funny, it's uh, probably a first-hand, first-hand account of uh, extreme human misery. Let's do it! So the chorus is, uh, it was just the thing for their Q4, deeply funny was the rave refrain. And I didn't... I thought it was like a fine lyric before, but I just, it's like when you listen to Father John Missy and you don't totally get a lyric, you're like, I'm sure there's something there. But like, as the song goes on, he keeps bringing up like deeply funny. And I love the idea that he just like couldn't Soft get past phrase. his like confusion and hatred for people calling things deeply I, funny. I would, would have loved to be with him in, uh, in California the day that he saw deeply funny on a billboard and then just could not get off it for like the next... I'm assuming like six days. Yeah, it was probably a long, yeah. a long he hang. Was, he was probably like going to like, br- uh, or like lunch or something with somebody. Yeah. Sat down and like four hours later, he was like, I, deeply funny. What the fuck does that mean? Just bringing it up over and over and over again. Yeah. And be like, can we just enjoy a nice lunch? He's like, no, what is, what's the difference between funny and deeply funny? Love him. Love him. He's uh, the best. Uh, yeah, goodbye, Mr. Blues. Great, kiss me. I, I kiss me. I love you. I, yes. I really, really like. But the the two, the two ones that initially really had their hooks in me were everything but her love and Buddy's Rendezvous. Which Buddy's Rendezvous, I um, I've heard the Lana Del Rey version uh, because that came with like a one of the 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 big crazy packs or whatever. And that sound that does sound like a song that would better be performed by. Uh, a, a lady, but man, the lyrics in it are so fucking good. There's like just shit about uh, like fatherhood and kids and shit like that is uh, is, is is dope. Um, the uh, Otro Momento didn't expect some like samba shit going on in the album, but it's great. Yeah, I, I'll at some point, like I said, I'd, I'd like to organize some thoughts on this album. Chloe, the the title track or the lead track is uh, absurd, but I just love I, I, I love the sound and I love the aesthetic and the vibe of this album. It does seem like he's very much scaling back on like being the main character. Yes, uh, both from an onstage pr- presence and like a musical presence or a lyrical presence. He's kind of taking himself out of it a little bit, 
And I don't know, did, did we we talked about this? And I don't remember if it was on the podcast or off the podcast. But like, it kind of seems like a man who's now at peace a little bit, or has more peace than he did before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Perhaps, and I I, I hope so. I mean, he's because he famously doesn't do any media or social media anymore so he's probably just like living his life but yeah that was the thing like when i first heard this album i was like "Ooh, i wonder if people i wonder how people are going to come to grips with him not being the main character on really like any of these songs but his lyrics are still so good and like q4 is a perfect example where he's not the main character in that song but like He's the main character there because that song doesn't get written by somebody who just sees that fucking sign and can get over the fact that some people call things deeply funny. Yeah, you you just like you get you still get his brain, but you don't get him injecting himself into the story. Yeah, and that I'll take. Yeah, that still still a very interesting brain. Yeah, fuck. and goodbye, Mr. Blue, man. I, Jeff, uh, l- l- our, our friend Tough. Louis has moved on. Yeah, we love Louis to the uh, to the afterlife. And Jeff was saying that he was too sad to listen to a new Father John Misty album. You might want to skip that one. Yeah, and I was like, man, track two is about a pet dying. I uh, I didn't realize that uh, after first listen. I like wasn't paying close enough attention. Yeah. I like understood that it, there was, there was a cat mentioned. <laughs> yeah. But then I like started listening closer. I was like, Oh, this is like all about a cat dying. Yeah. It's based. It's like kind of like staying together for the kids, but in reality or, but it's more, Hey, we like, own a cat and it would be a pain in the ass to figure out what to do. <laughs> if, uh, if, if we want to just break up. So this thing's keeping us together. Oh, it's dead. I thought that it was more like this is the only thing that reminds. Oh, me. maybe because it's like uh, this uh, Turkish Angola is the is last, last that remains of you and me. Yeah. So that's so why. Okay. So I, I took that as like a, the last. I thought it was like it's what's keeping us together. But it could. You're right. It could be they broken up and hey, this was the cat that we got to, yeah. together. But yeah, everybody, listen to those fucking songs because they're all gems and i don't know if the video is still up but there was a video of that london show these uh this tour i'm sure is going to be fucking awesome because just having heard some of the songs live now it's going to be outrageous i wonder if he'll be i'm assuming they'll be like hiring uh a small orchestra for each stop i don't know how that really works i know that pure comedy tour he had like an orchestra that I can't imagine he was lugging around with him. But yeah, listen to it. I, again, like I said on the Friday episode, I haven't really paid too much attention to uh, much critical reception, but I put this album high on the Father John Misty album list. I think it's like pure comedy and I Love You Honey Bear are like the the two pretty tough to touch ones, but. I love God's Favorite Customer very much, but I think that I would put this ahead of God's Favorite Customer. And although Fear Fun is uh, an incredible album, it's not in last place. It's just in furthest from first place. Yeah, first there place. are, as the kids say, there are no misses. Yeah. Um, it, yeah. It is funny, though, that like lyrically, it went from God's Favorite Customer, which was like really <laughs> just like, what can I put in songs 
and people still buying it and like thinking I'm cool to this is again a lot more scaled back from from that uh standpoint. Uh, oh also Pusha T, man. Pusha T's coming with new stuff and that one that he does with the new one he does with Pharrell and Jay-Z, have you heard it? No. Nope. Oh my god. It's fucking great. He's I'll always to, good though. I'll have to check that out. Uh have you heard anything about that new netflix show uh the ultimatum everybody is going bananas over that show then no what is it it is a dating show it is like a like soft spin-off of that show love is blind you know love is blind mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it's hosted by nick lachey and uh his wife i forget her name jessica simpson <laughs> yes correct um they do another show where now like a bunch of couples come to like this like retreat and they're either like from what I've been told this could may not be gospel but like from what I've been told of the the plot it is uh, couples that like one of them wants to get married mm-hmm. and one of them like is not so sure and they all come to this retreat and they have a certain amount of time to decide whether they're going to get married and they're going to leave and get married. Or if they're going to leave with somebody else what? at the retreat, do they have to marry that new person, or are they I don't, just buy in more time? I, I think that they might be reset buying the more clock. Time. Yeah, I think they're uh, resetting the shot clock. I'm resetting that clock every fucking time. Really, really? Wait, how, how deep into the relationship? Are I'm they? like, I'm assuming they're pretty deep because they they're like one of them wants to get married. Oh, okay, all right, then okay, never mind then. I it, thought it was just no, like, it's not like hey, they're all meeting. You've each been other. seeing this person for like a month. Now come to this place. You gonna marry them, or are you gonna? Do you want to start over with somebody else? Uh, I mean, I'd have to play those. I'm, odds. Sh- I'm sure that there's w- at least one couple that like hasn't been dating that long, because uh, people keep talking about uh, like how insane the show is and like how insane the people on the show are. So like, I'm assuming that there's not everybody there is in a very normal situation. Damn, I got a. I gotta watch that. I I'm ha- interested. Yeah, I'm. I'm behind on Severance. I know oh, that you started Severance. Did you yeah, 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 okay. yeah. I, I watched. I started watching it like uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. Um, How did you not tell me that? Like, I'm the biggest Severance fan in the world. I didn't know that until you tweeted that like the finale was really good or something. I don't even think I tweeted about the finale. I tweeted like a, like the. I knew. Uh, that I, I didn't know that you were watching it. Yeah, like this. Like the second or. Or third to last episodes, like I was going bananas because it really Maybe that's it, it launched into another orbit uh, after I think the third to last episode. Okay, and like that show is just unbelievable. This is the last episode we'll be doing. Although no Friday for the Patreon folk, patreon.com slash listen to brunch. Um, before Saul comes back, fuck yeah! I mean, end of April is just. absolutely banana lands tv schedule you've got uh saul coming back you have barry coming back Mm -hmm. we have that new show uh that i'm extremely interested in uh i forget what it's called now uh oh Oh, i know what you're talking about the one that's kind of like war uh, on the city or something yeah yeah yeah. um also there's a vanessa bayer show called i love that for you that i really want to watch okay um but i've been doing I rewatched the last two episodes of season five of Better Call Saul the other day. And I thought about it, but oh my god! I feel like it's hard to just like jump into that. Am I wrong? N- you are because you remember where you're at. Like he comes okay. back, he gets the money for Lalo, 
uh, Kim has gone to Lalo to be like, yo, where is this guy? So then he knows where he is, where she is. Okay. He comes to their home. Yeah. And there's that like crazy 13 Stand minute off. standoff yeah. where that event. I forgot how that ended. I knew that he came over there and like scared the shit out of them. And that Mike, spoiler alert, has a sniper on him and is ready to get him. I forgot what made Lalo leave, and it's that Kim just, like, lies her balls off, but, like, fucking pushes him around like crazy, Mm -hmm. and is, like, calls him sloppy and says, like, you need to get your shit together. Um, And he's like, I like this girl. He just doesn't say anything. He just walks out and packs up and, and leaves. Her, Kim, in the last two episodes of that season are is incredible and Rhea Seahorn is like I don't know if she did but she is man she is I'm gonna make up a term right now she is goaded man <laughs> that's right truly she she's is. the best character on TV she's so well played mm-hmm. um man per- yeah. perfect uh we own this city is the name of the HBO show coming out which is it is it could not be more of a spiritual spinoff of The Wire. Yeah. It is from David Simon. Mm-hmm. It stars a bunch of people from The Wire. It takes place in Baltimore. It takes place uh, or it surrounds cops, dirty cops, yep. and the people of Baltimore. And it looks completely like a spiritual spinoff of The Wire. And it stars John Bernthal, uh-huh. who I'm officially declaring that I am the world's biggest John Bernthal fan. Take it. He rocks. He is, I stand. He is the fucking best. But you know what the problem is, though? He's in Spencer territory. Yeah. He's... We think we, have we discussed this on the podcast? We did discuss it recently, but he is always the, like, the best supporting actor. Yeah. But he's always more, like, kind of tertiary. Although uh, Octavia Spencer's been like that, too. We're not tertiary as far as, like, a tertiary role, but, like, not, like... The first lead, second lead, like she's maybe the third or fourth person in it. That's that's like prime Bernthal territory. Second or third, yeah. Right. But Bernthal, but, but he's always that, that in like a massive project. Yeah, yeah. He needs to. So somebody needs to give him his own thing, and that's what this is. So I wonder if like he's getting those opportunities and he's turning them down to be in bigger projects. Right. And he's like more passionate. He wants about. to say that like I was in Ford versus Ferrari. Yes. I was in fucking. I know that he wasn't like big at this point, but like I was in the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. He's done. I was in How I Met Your Mother. He. Uh, and it's everybody's first exposure to John Bernthal. And like he, yes, and he, uh, I believe actually tr- problematic, if I'm remembering correctly, they pull some like uh, social network in what? In How I Met Your Mother. I don't know. I believe I watched it. John Bernthal plays, I don't know what John Bernthal's ethnicity is, but I think in How I Met Your Mother, he plays um, like a Latino man. I don't know. Like in uh, what's it called? Social network? You know that? I didn't know this till uh, they say it in uh, Master of None. Max Minghella yeah, is uh, like a white guy. Is he like Italian? And they have him play in Social Network. They have him play an Indian dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> the episode. Yeah, there, there's an there's an episode uh, in uh, Master of None that d- like is just very matter of fact. It's like, hey, like this is what they do in oh, a lot of yeah, these yeah, things. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I remember that. Um, yeah, I. I uh... I don't know, but Bernthal, I mean, like, I feel like he just takes projects that he's most passionate about. Like, he did Peanut Butter Falcon for, like, oh, three yeah. scenes, and that movie had no budget. 
And I think that he just did it because he really liked Shia LaBeouf. Good. That movie, that's a great movie. That was, man, that was such bounce back Johnson. You don't yeah, even oh, know. That was, that was like the strongest bounce back Johnson. That was like, okay, I'm in on her. That was like a top bounce back film, yes. I would say. Um, I, but yeah, I, I mean, like, it's not like Berthold's not getting big stuff. Like, he he did The Punisher, which everybody loved. What's The Punisher? The TV show, like the Marvel TV show uh, that was on Netflix. Everybody fucking loved that show. The P is for Punisher. That's right. The F is for Finisher. Look, we can't talk about spiritual continuations or sequels or blah, 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 without talking about a new film that's coming out. I don't know if you heard of it. It's called Jurassic Park Presents Jokersaurus or... Do we call it Jokersaurus or uh, Jokerassic Park? Uh, I, I kind of like, like Joker, Jokersaurus. Jokersaurus. Yeah. Um, last note on Saul I do want to sprinkle in. We know Nacho is as dead as disco. Yeah. But I guess I didn't realize. And he, this Lalo kind of takes advantage of him. But Lalo is so nice to Nacho. Like he does. Like As nice as like a like a. Someone who's borderline, like, taking him captive yes. could be. Or, like, as nice as, like, a sociopathic murderer. Yeah. Oh, man. The scene... Man, the... Lalo is the best character in the Breaking Bad universe. You think You think so? Yes. Wow. L- Lalo is... He's, like, the, the most interesting bad guy. Yes. We probably talked about that yeah. at some point. He, like... Because he's charming and... Horrifying. You could a hundred percent understand why a person like that is like wields as much power as they do, because like you meet that guy and you're like, "What a great guy! I fucking love that guy." And then like you cross that guy and you're like, yeah. "I am fucking terrified of that guy." The scene where I mean, an all time DJ can't a death that DJ doesn't like is the kid at the Travelocity or whatever. Yeah. That is yeah. That's that's a no go. <laughs> that is so bad. The scene in and the, a real NPC empath. This yes, one. exactly. That's like that's such a brutal NPC death. Yes. Um, he uh, the the scene in the second last episode of season five where they get the money and they're back and everything, and Saul is having like terrible PTSD, and he's talking to Jimmy to. Uh, to Mike about like, hey, like when do I feel better? When does like this go away? And Mike is basically telling him like, hey, don't worry, something like something's going to happen with Lalo. They're just like ta- walking through. Mike tells him, hey, look, we all make choices, and they put you on a road, and if you're on that road, things happen on that road, and you're in the game. Like those guys that we killed back there, they were in the game. They said they were trying to kill us, take money from us. Like they know what they signed up for. And Jimmy's like, what about that fucking kid? Huh? Is that kid in the travel center, whatever in the game? I'm like, yeah, Jimmy, you're still a fucking good guy. What Mm -hmm. I love about better call Saul. I realized Jimmy never, Jimmy's not like the asshole that Walter is. And when you first meet Saul, with Walter and everything, the, the viewer thinks that this is like as like bad as somebody can get, as Jimmy like has, crooked as somebody can get. Well, Jimmy has loose morals, but he has morals. Yes, 
And he's not like a by any means necessary kind of guy. He's just like, hey, we don't have to play by the rules. That's perfectly put. He's not he, he's he's not a Jack Bauer type. He'll just right. sit it out if need be. I can't wait for that show to come back. Absolutely. It is the best show that's not yet on TV, but might be on TV soon. Best show on TV soon. Also coming soon. Friday, we're going to do a review of Ambulance, mm. the new Jake Gyllenhaal movie, yeah. uh, which we thought was streaming, is not streaming, only in theaters. Uh, early review, it's too long. That movie can't be that long. How long is it? Two hours and 13 minutes. That, you uh, can't be that long. That's okay. I hate that I'm becoming like a, no, ti- a movie time guy, but I think I am. I'm not going to complain until I see it. I think the movie should be as long as they need to be. I don't know if that movie needs to be two hours and 13 minutes. If I had to guess, probably not, but... Uh, you You'll can't find give, out on Friday. Can't give me a fat two thirteen like that. 